we need a brand. We need something besides McLemore and McLemore Welding mm-hmm. Shop. So trying to come up with what the best name for a brand in our company would be, he said a prayer to God. He said, mm-hmm. look, you're the master. I'm mm-hmm. the builder. If you will help me run and build this company, I'll name the company after you, which is where Master Built actually came from. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I want to welcome you today to the podcast and today I'm with one of the favorite people that I know in my life who has added more value to me than he knows. Mm-hmm. His name is John McLemore. John's been the president of Masterbuilt. We're going to talk about it. A great company. And uh, I want you to get to hear him and know him. Hit the subscribe button and call a friend. Tell them to listen. They're going to like this, this podcast, okay? All right, let's get started. Welcome, John. Good to yeah. see you. Uh, Brother Bill, thanks for having me. And I'll tell you, um, I've learned more from you, I can promise you, than uh, you've learned from me. Well, uh, it may no not all been good. But about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> good or bad, you've learned. <laughs> it's been, I, a, I love it's it. been a great journey. It has been. And, and that's the thing. If people only knew the story, you know, people look at kind of what, you know, where we are today and they'll say, oh, you just got it made. They don't. They they like what you learned. They don't. They don't know what you earned. <laughs> they they don't realize how much you earned to get there and yeah. what it took and the sacrifices. That's right. But your story is amazing. It's a God story from the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know I wouldn't even think about cooking without a master built grill well, because of you. That. But uh, yeah. but take us take us from the beginning. Who is John McLemore and how did he get involved in master building? What is master built? I haven't told this story but once, mm-hmm. um, and Tanya probably could tell it better than I could. But our journey at Masterbuilt started when I was eight years old, and my dad Dawson McLemore was the founder of Masterbuilt. And uh, I, I'll never forget walking home one day from uh, Bellwood Elementary School, mm-hmm. and when I got home, my dad had taken a half a day off at work, and he was in the backyard just kind of tinkering with some steel. And my dad has always been my hero, and, uh, and I've, I've always looked up to him for what he had always meant in my life, but he was bending these strips of steel with his bare hands and making a little fern stand for my mother. Right. And uh, so I thought, man, that is just cool. So uh, Master Build actually started in 1973 in our backyard mm-hmm. with my dad. Uh, he was given a welder uh, by an uncle, he uh, borrowed $25 from our neighbor and bought enough steel to just play. And uh, when I got home, he was doing this. So he took this particular fern stand that my mother wanted to water her plants with mm-hmm. to take them from inside the house to outside. And he put that product in the back of his car. He was a salesman for Goodyear Tire Rubber Company and took it around to some nurseries and hardware stores and sold the product out of the trunk of his car and uh, Gosh. decided, you know, there might be something to this. He, like, you know, most people wanted to be his own you know, mm-hmm. business person and his own boss. So he started Masterbuilt at that point, and it was just a hobby. Yeah. He did it from 73 to 76 for about three years out of our backyard. And at the time, the company was called M&M Welding for mm-hmm. McLemore and McLemore Welding. Huh. We went from burn stands to doing burglar bars and, and wrought iron gates, you know, mm-hmm. for people in their homes here in Columbus. And when the company got to a point that he was going to quit his job at Goodyear and go full time, he realized 
we need a brand. We need something besides McLemore and McLemore Welding mm-hmm. Shop. So trying to come up with what the best name for a brand in our company would be, he said a prayer to God. He said, mm-hmm. look, you're the master. I'm mm-hmm. the builder. And if you will help me run and build this company, I'll name the company after you, which is where Master Built actually came from. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So I love telling wow. that story. Yes. And uh, so we, we go from uh, 73 to 76, just kind of playing in our backyard, to renting our first building and having Master Built formed. And we went from building fern stands to fish cookers. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of a pattern that started with the products that we were actually inventing and coming up with the actually products that we used. My mom used yeah. the burn stand for uh, watering her plants. We got into the furniture baker's rack business because my mom wanted to have a baker's rack in her home, mm-hmm. also to have her plants on. Yeah. My dad loved to fry fish and we did it in our backyard and mm-hmm. this is where I learned to cook. So the so, practical things and the culture just gave you the product. It did. Yeah. yeah. And and what's amazing, Brother Bill, is today the best products that we have within Masterbuilt are the products that we love and use yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. We still have the original fern stand. Tanya does everything she can to try to find any of those right. products to kind of hold on to them. If we got a bag of tracks, she won't let go of it. So we you know collect those if we can. Mm-hmm. Fish cookers today. Uh, I've got one of the original fish cookers wow. in the house. So we learned that that the products that we wanted to develop were products that we not only use, but we tried to um, have research and development. R and D in the company mm-hmm. for us stood mm-hmm. for research and develop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a lot of companies and a lot of our competitors, it stands for research and duplicate. <laughs> yeah. And there was nothing sure. about us that wanted to duplicate products. We wanted to have our own innovation. Yeah. And I hated having products that were commoditized products or mm. commodity products. Yeah. You know, that were whoever has the cheapest price has the best opportunity right. to land the business. We wanted to solve a problem that people had, whether it was cooking mm. or watering their plants or, you know, hauling products on the back of their vehicles when we had the hitchhaw mm. products. Yeah. And we love innovating those things that would solve that problem. And it was products that we loved using. Yep. So we go from fern stands to baker tracks to fish cookers to mm-hmm. um, actually the first turkey fryer that we did was back in the early 80s. Wow. It was a gas turkey fryer. And, uh, and it mm-hmm. actually went from us taking the fish cooker and, and boiling pots that we had, and we kind of combined the two to mm-hmm. come up with the first turkey fryer. Yeah, the first time I ever heard of a fried turkey was mm-hmm. through you. It was through yeah. the master bill. Yeah. yeah. And the interesting thing about the turkey fryer story is we had the gas turkey fryers that you know, we tried to have our own little spin on those products, but there were a lot of those out there. Mm-hmm. And in 2003, we came up with the world's first indoor electric turkey fryer. Yeah. Which is really what catapulted us in that arena. Now that one, you devised that because of apartments and condominiums and things where they limited them having a grill, right? Something like that? We did. And um, God has a way of taking (sighs) care of us. And and people will never realize how much God takes care of them. They'll just let him. Yeah. Um, he put that product into our business when the early 2000s, 
every news organization across the country was, you know, televising houses burning down by turkey fryers. Yeah. It was, you know, just yeah. at the time that, time, that was the, right. the story, you know, uh, for several years. Yeah, they had a big black mark on them. You know, that, they did. Yeah. So we developed this product prior to that story actually hitting, and it looked like to yeah. the industry that we had developed at the wrong strictly time. the safety. Um, so we got on all the news organizations. First time we had actually gone on to Fox and, and Friends, which we love those guys. We mm -hmm. do a lot of business with Fox. Mm -hmm. They had us on to show people the safe way of frying a turkey. Danny East mm -hmm. was very instrumental in helping us develop that product. Mm -hmm. and, and you're talking uh, in, in your message this morning mm -hmm. about secondhand people. Yeah. Um, I am the success that I am today as a president and CEO, mm -hmm. and Masterbuilt is the success that it is mm -hmm. because of all the secondhand people. Yeah. And the third and fourth. You did a good job. Our entire organization propped us up. I mean, there's no, I don't believe in self-made right, people. Right, right. Okay. Um, I mean, unless you just sit at a computer and play the stock market, you can do it. But guess what? All the things that you're doing in the stock market, all those people had a lot of people making that <laughs> That's money. right, that's so right. It's not just you doing it. Yep. And at Masterbuilt, I had surrounded myself with really talented people mm -hmm. that were better than I was at accounting and better mm -hmm. than I was at marketing and better than I was at certain mm -hmm. things. And I was, um, I was a born salesman. Mm -hmm. So I loved to sell, I loved okay. to develop, but there was certain things that I wasn't good at, which is mm -hmm. why we had the people uh, coming in. Glenn Scarborough mm -hmm. was a great person that helped us in our accounting department. And we got a list yeah. of people that yeah. about half of our company goes to Cascade I know. I know. So, um, so, so I went from this 20-year gap from, you know, in the early uh, 80s when we developed these first products and uh, mm -hmm. some of our products to 2003. In between all of that, we wanted to be a more diverse company. Mm -hmm. And I had had a, a staff meeting with our group and I said, hey, who believes here that we can be a $100 million company? Mm -hmm. And you know, all the yes people were like, raise their hand. Yeah. And the, the more realistic people were like, not real sure how you're gonna do that because you can't be that big of a company or a billion dollar company and just sell fish cookers. Mm -hmm. I said, I, I didn't ask that question. All right. Who believes that Masterbuilt as a brand can be a global company and have the sky as the limit? Mm -hmm. And then more people raise their hands. I said, we've got to develop products that continue to solve these problems. So fern stands, baker's racks, fish cookers, turkey fryers. So then we got into the smoker business. Mm -hmm. And that is really what catapulted us Okay. Globally. So that was the product that really grabbed. That actually <clears throat> did more for our company than the electric turkey fryer did. The yeah. electric turkey fryer is a great product, but it had some limitations as mm -hmm. to how big that market yeah. could be. In the smoker business, um, and if you look at products today, whether they're grills, and mm -hmm. we got some tremendous competitors out there, mm -hmm. Traeger and WC Bradley, Charbroil, um, got some great friends in the industry, mm -hmm. you know, keep your friends close, keep your competitors and your enemies <laughs> right, closer, closer. Yeah. okay? Um, so if you look at the market today, a lot of those products smoke food. Even if it's mm -hmm. a grill, they want to play off of smoking. Right. So we kind of entered that a little in the mid-90s, but more so 
around 2005 is when we really got into the smoker business. Mm -hmm. And uh, it allowed us to open up more of a channel of selling our products to, from the mom and pop shops to the distributors to right. now our largest accounts are Home Depot and mm -hmm. Walmart and Lowe's and Amazon and Costco and Sam's. So it's just wow. been this just phenomenal journey. And uh, as I'm going through this journey from Masterville, from you know being eight years old to 18, becoming an owner, about 21 years old, I became the president mm -hmm. and CEO of our family business, which we mm -hmm. were really small business at that point. I was uneducated. I was not qualified. I'm pretty sure I'm dyslexic. I mm -hmm. can't hardly read. I've only mm -hmm. read one or two books in my entire life. So I just mm -hmm. kind of struggled in yeah. that department. Um, but for some reason, things were just clicking. Yeah. And I think it happened about 1988. Mm hmm when I met my wife, Tanya. How about, yeah. How about that? That always happens, that's, that's when right. when the success started. <laughs> that's right. Um, I kind of laugh about that, but there's that's, a lot of truth in true. that, yes. Brother Bill, because um, Tanya has helped me stay grounded mm -hmm. within our business. Um, I had been, and probably at some point still are a workaholic, and in, in business, you're always going to have something yeah always in a church business you're yep. always gonna have something yeah it never sleeps in a business you're always gonna have something mm -hmm. and I can promise you in a family business mm -hmm. you are always gonna have something yeah and um, and we've been fortunate within our family it hasn't been mm -hmm. perfect yeah but we've been pretty fortunate and I do contribute that to Tanya helping me stay grounded mm -hmm. with that and um, if there were times that we had to work the 80 hour, 90 hour week, mm -hmm. you know, almost 24 seven. Yeah. Tanya was good with it when there was kind of a crisis, but then you get to a point that there's kind of always a crisis, yeah, just another crisis. Right. And she said, look, if you're gonna do it to salvage a particular issue that we're mm -hmm. in, I'm okay with it. But if we're gonna do it to buy another car or boat or mm -hmm. house, yeah, I want it. Right. So it kind of made me step back a little bit and say, okay, you know, we can always, yeah. how much is enough enough? That's right. That's right. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah. So we had to kind of come to terms with that. Mm -hmm. um, my, my mother, who was the strongest Christian woman I had mm -hmm. ever known in my life, we lost her yeah. about 11 years ago, was the matriarch of our family. Right. But we lost her. Tanya took that role, mm, and okay. she, if, if we're going to have any kind of a family, mm -hmm. you know, gathering or get-together, right. um, Tanya is really the one yeah. that's kind of doing that and tries to keep and, us all in check. So. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the, a lot of people don't realize that they can, they can work themselves around the clock and lose their family. And what you've got is a wonderful family, and you've got yeah. a you got a faithful family, but they want you to succeed too. Yeah. And Tanya was in there, his yeah. neck beat with you. I, mean, I, I would watch the two of y'all on yeah. on different things, you know, all the time, or go over there. She's just yeah. neck deep and everything. That's always, what you had to yeah, have. Yeah, and, yes. and Tanya's really good at being kind of behind the scenes mm -hmm. um, and being okay with that. Uh, we just were on Fox and Friends again, and we mm -hmm. we do that show. Uh, yeah, we, we were like. Uh, Two Super Bowls, uh -huh. you know, we've done it in you between do Thanksgivings. COVID, Thanksgiving, we've done it. We're actually yep. doing it remote from our house now, which is kind of uh -huh. good and bad. We don't have to go to New York to do it, but mm -hmm. 
Um, we kind of miss going yeah. to New York and don't miss going to New York. Right. Yeah. Um, and Tanya buys all the food, helps prep all the food as we're getting ready for these things. Mm -hmm. Bailey, our daughter, helps. Right. And yep. the last time we did it, she did the dessert for us. Yeah. So it is a family affair. And mm -hmm. John, too, our son, yep. does right. things with us. Um, yep. Still very involved with the company mm -hmm. with me, right? At that, this point. How about that? So it kind of gets us to where our journey has, has kind of gone. Yeah. Crazy successful, growing like crazy. Yes. Um, we had, at one point, we had five owners in mm -hmm. our company, all family. Mm -hmm. And and over time, in, I believe, 87, my brother Bill decided mm -hmm. to go into farming. Right. And, uh, and locally, he's got Clearview Barbecue here in town. Oh. Very successful in mm -hmm. that business. Um. In 97, my brother Bubba decided mm -hmm. to get out. Mm -hmm. And then in 98, my dad retired in 84, and mm -hmm. in, in he semi-retired. Right. And was a silent partner from 84 when I became a part owner until 98 mm -hmm. for about 14 years. And then he decided to, to get out as well, yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. So then it's just Don and I, yeah. my brother, who in family business, um, you have a lot of stories about mm -hmm. how folks get along. Right. Uh, Don and I had been in business our entire life. Mm -hmm. I was eight, he was 11 when right. we started. And up until 2012, when he decided to kind of move on and, and get out himself, right. we were 50-50 owners. Um, he took the role as vice president. Right. We never had one argument. That's so good, yep. Which yeah. is really bizarre. Were, yeah, y'all yeah. were there. Y'all were y'all yeah. worked well together. And with the she names did. Don and John, you'd think you were twins. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I, I think I told you this one time. I was in Sarasota, Florida. And there was a group of family and friends there. We were all in the living room. And you came on. You were on like Fox or something. And and, and I said to them, I said, I know that guy. I have asked my friend. <laughs> and somebody said, Who? I said, John McElroy. That's it. And about that time, the camera turns and it's on Don. And they said, Don, tell us so and so. And everybody <laughs> said, His yeah. name is not John, it's Don. <laughs> I said, No, it's not him, it's the other guy. So yeah. then they all turned to me. Then you came on. I said, There he is. Yeah. They all turned. Then Don got back on. That is funny. <laughs> I said, Okay, I promise you, we get to heaven, yeah. you're going to figure out there is a John. That's and he funny. was on that show. Yeah. <laughs> but, my dad tells kind of a similar story. He's in. Uh, it was probably maybe 10 or so years right. ago when Don and I used to be on the packaging. Mm -hmm. It was just a picture of him and I cooking something. Right. And my dad is in Colorado at some little backyard hardware store. And there's mm -hmm. a one of our turkey fires or smokers. I don't even remember what the product uh. is. On the shelf, there's like one product in the whole store yeah. of Nashville. And there's Don and I's, my brother and I's picture on the box. And this guy walks up to my dad and says, can I help you? And my dad goes, yeah, that's my son right there. And the guy yeah. goes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's like, that's not your son. <laughs> so he, thought he, he thought he had a mental problem. Uh, so yeah. I know. Well, I remember that company. I remember the times that, that, that you know, y'all y'all were in it night and day, had the sleeves rolled up, working at it. And, yeah. and, and I saw it. It's like a baby at birth. I mean, you know how when a lady's pregnant and for a long time she's telling you you're pregnant, but you can't see it. And then all of a sudden you can't ignore it. Right. I watched the same thing with Masterville. I started watching you just go and go. And then, then it started getting to another level and, another, and then it just blew up. And when you came out of that, I want to mention this. One is you created what I we have loved, benefited from. Three cookbooks. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, you sold one, I think, what was it like 100,000? Tell me how many books you sold the first time. 
we wrote in 2010 we wrote the first cookbook and we we actually wrote it for QVC mm -hmm. access to That's help support the products yeah and we sold 50,000 books in 24 hours. That's amazing. I, I told on my book publisher, show. she said, I'm going to push your book and it's going to go. It'll be the fastest going book. I said, it won't be as fast as my friends. <laughs> so, and when I told her, she, she really didn't believe that. I said, you check it out. Yeah. yeah. So we ended, up, yeah. Yeah, we ended up selling, I don't even know, 150 to 200,000 of the first book. Yeah, and the quickly. second book, yeah, the first one was Dead Gun, That's Good. The second yeah. one was Dead Gun, That's Good. Two, mm -hmm. T-O-O, -O, kind of a play on words. Right. And then the third one was Dead Gum, That's Good and Healthy. And for some reason, it wasn't as successful. Oh, well, that's right. They didn't want <laughs> oh, man. That, that's no, right. man, no, no. We're barbecuing, cooking, and smoke mac and cheese yes. like Miss Debbie it's does. It's not the time to do the diet. <laughs> Who cares about yeah. being healthy? But I will say this. So, those recipes are phenomenal. Thank you. Debbie has cooked. I love it all. I mean, the, from the green beans to the meatloaf is a hundred times better in a smoker. Oh, yeah. Mac and cheese, it's another world. I encourage anybody, get that, because I yes. promise you, the, the cookbook, she took those things, she goes by it. Yeah. When people come and she's cooked anything off that smoker from your recipe, yeah. they walk out the door wanting to go buy one and figure out how. Yeah. I mean, you hit a home run well, again. We we appreciate that, and, and I'll talk a little bit later about yeah. the latest product that we've got coming out. Yeah, um, I want to hear it. Set you guys yeah. up with one of those. Um, talking about milestones within our company. Tiny mm -hmm. and I got married in 88, which mm -hmm. was phenomenal. We've been married now almost 33 years. Congratulations. In, in 90, thank you. In 98, uh, when my brother Don and I became 50-50 owners of Masterfield and we mm -hmm. didn't have other families to you know make these decisions, yeah. We sat down and said, um, we want to do two things. Um, I want to start a Bible study mm -hmm. at Masterville, yeah. uh, which was uh, recommended by A.C. Levi mm -hmm. for me to do, right. challenged me to do that. Yeah. Um, and we want to start tithing mm -hmm. off the profit of the company, not the cash yeah. flow, because for a lot of people that are in business, you know this. Yeah. Um, if you do things off of your cash flow, you sometimes just don't have the cash. Right. I mean, cash is the hardest thing for people to manage within their business mm -hmm. and, and be not be cash poor. Yeah. So we wrote a tithe check off of the reported yes. profit every year. Yep, you sure did. And we did that for up until 2016, until I sold, See. which we'll talk about in a moment, um, the majority shares of yeah. our company. Wow. Um, and it... It put us kind of at ease, Brother Bill, to say, look, if we're going to tithe on mm -hmm. our personal, um, mm -hmm. which we had always done, which right. was you know, biblical, a yeah, recommendation right. by my mother. Yeah. She said, it's not open for discussion. Right. You tithe, that's it. Yeah. Like, well, you know, said, yeah. It doesn't make sense if God says it, but if my mama says it, <laughs> then I'm going to tithe. And then right. I later learned that God was, you know. Yeah. Right, they made sense. He, yeah. he protected our marriage, he protected our kids, and he can protect our company. Yes. So we would tithe, and we could always know that God is going to have our back mm -hmm. in this company. Yeah, he, and he did. He did. Yes. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the BP Leadership Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and all of our other ones, we need you to do a few things for us. 
We need you to subscribe to the channel if you have not already. We need you to like these episodes, comment on these episodes, and share them with a friend. We want the world to see the incredible content that Bill Purpose is consistently pushing out right here on this platform, BP Leadership Podcast. So make sure you do that if you haven't subscribed already, whether that's on YouTube or all of our awesome audio platforms that we're listed on so that everybody can hear this. So make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, and you share the BP Leadership Podcast.